Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 96. Michael, Michael, what is up? I am still jet lagged. I am so, <laughs> I am so time fucked, it's not even funny. What is up? I missed you. We're, we're both jet lagged still. Um, <laughs> miss you already, man. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, and like I was saying before, I have this weird um, reaction if I'm really tired. Mm. I puke, so Good. this may be the episode that, where I puke on air. It's not a proper tube of wash knobs episode unless someone exudes or excretes body fluids. So I think <laughs> I think we're par for the course at the moment. You know? Yeah, yeah. And we're also recording very early on a on a weekend. Dude, I'm so jet lagged. I I I don't even know what time it is right now. Like, I, so it could be early, it could not be. But um, for anyone who's not aware of why we are jet lagged, if you're new or in case for some reason you totally forgot, we are still coming off of uh, spending time in Hong Kong for the Hong Kong Watching Clock Fair, for exploring the town, um, for watch hunting, for meeting brands. We were there for uh, like about five days, almost a week or so, and mm-hmm. um, we're back now on home turf. Uh, the first, this is such an, I'm such an asshole. The first thing I, the first thing my wife and I did when we got, we got back, this was, we didn't even like, we still had our bags in the car. We weren't even home. I didn't even check to see if my fucking cats were alive. The first thing we did when I got in my car and we drove towards home is we stopped and we got American cheeseburgers. That was my, that was my <laughs> welcome. I got, welcome home I got some Mexican food. Hell I got yes. some Mexican food. Hell yes, dude. Although I will say we, we, we had surprisingly good, weird Tex-Mex, you and I. In Hong Kong, at that at that place, yeah, Coyo- yeah Coyote, Coyote, yep, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, so we're still recovering from that, and um, do apologize. Last week there was not an episode, um, just because it just, I mean, we we were trying to figure out options of what to do, and it just wasn't in the cards, just because of the trip and everything like that, traveling internationally, um, just to kind of create content and share the experience with you guys. We just didn't get the chance to, but but we are back. We are back on air today. You're listening to us on on a, on a Monday. We have so much to talk about, um, mainly just recapping everything that happened with Hong Kong. It was just so much to process. I mean, positive stuff, negative stuff, soul-crushing stuff, enriching stuff, insects, in, I, 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 you 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 were gone by the time this happened, but I was, I was. Oh yeah, I was on the receiving end of 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 insect based assault and battery. All right, which I'm very, I feel like I didn't even see a single mosquito. I don't know why. Yeah, dude, I'm just gonna say this now. I'm gonna preface my story uh, now before I say it. Fun fact: apparently, Hong Kong is riddled with bees. <laughs> Once again, two two Pokemon snobs crosses paths with bees again. <laughs> you can't escape them. Make one joke. Make one joke. Almost two years ago, and bees follow us everywhere. But we'll yeah. get we'll get to, we'll get to all that. But first, we have to honor tradition. It feels like it's been so long since we've done this because because it actually has been so long since we've done this. But let's do an audio risk check. Um, if you're okay with it, I want to go first because I I, 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 ha- I have an idea of what you're wearing and I want to use that to transition into just t- just talking about other stuff. Did you want, do you want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, good, or... good idea. Good idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my wrist going to be super quick. I am wearing the ever-reliable Seiko Sumo. Um, the new, uh, not the new, but the, the, the like the more relevant, more recent prospects, the SBDC033 as opposed to the SBDC003 has the Prospects X on there and all that bullshit. Um, I'm re- the reason I'm wearing this watch is this was basically my daily wear in Hong Kong. I wore the Gavox Rhodes 
on the flight down on the fucking on the the, the fucking kidney crushing 16 hour flight to fucking yeah, Hong Kong, I wore the Gavox roads. I, I, <laughs> oh my god, that was I. Uh, I almost lost my mind. It was funny because for the first like fifteen hours and fifty minutes of that flight with the Gavox roads, I was totally cool. I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't freak out. You know what I mean? And then in those last ten minutes, I'm like, there's something on the wing, guys. All right, there is something on the wing. <laughs> did you we, just feel like it wouldn't end, or did you just snap? I just felt like it wouldn't end and all I needed to do was get out of the plane at the detriment of air compression loss and all that. I just needed to get out of the plane. I will punch as many sleeping children as I need to to get to the emergency exit. I just need to get the fuck out. Like that was the last 10 minutes. And so like my wife was trying to calm me down. I'm like, no, I need to get the fuck out right now so I can find a bathroom and cry into my palms. We have to get out of oh this plane gosh. right now. I was, I was freaking out, but, um, but for the majority of the trip, I ended up wearing this uh, Seiko Sumo, which was really, honestly, really, really smart. It was super humid there. Um, uh, I don't think you and I, Michael, got rained on, but I got rained on a lot when you left and when my wife and I were, were, were hanging out. Oh, I have a rain story for you. Oh, yes. Yes, we have rain stories, bro. We, we, had, we had parted ways by then, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> God. But uh, the Seiko Sumo was a, was a really great companion. Um, I love this watch. I was really happy to kind of create a lot of Hong Kong memories um, with this timepiece. Uh, I had also brought with me to Hong Kong. I changed it up like super as I punched my microphone. Sorry. I changed my watch, uh, you know, the watches I brought up very last minute. Um, I brought the Sumo. I brought the Gavox Rhodes. I brought the, the Maurice Lacroix Icon Automatic, which I have in for review just because I wanted you to see it. And I also brought, against my better judgment, I brought my Slava Medical because I wanted you to finally see it in uh, in person as well, you know? I was happy to see it. It's a cool little watch. It's fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely not worth the emotional anguish that I've, I've gone through. But, I mean, to me, to me it is. I think, I think that to, like, the regular person, like, yep, certainly uh, certainly a watch. But to me, it's, <laughs> uh, it's my white whale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hold on one second. My cat just walked on my desk and got a post-it note stuck on her foot. Now she's freaking out. Come here. <laughs> and now she wants to walk on the post notes again. Seriously, cat, I'm trying to. This is a professional show. Get out of here. All right. Um, really interesting. Also, with the Seiko Sumo, I finally saw that Seiko Sumo Emerald and fucking Yellow Limited Edition One, whatever the fuck is called. Yeah, you liked it. I liked it. Apparently, a lot of people don't like it. <laughs> I just can't get over the yellow. But yeah, you know. That's just me. No, no, no. I, I, the, I thought people liked it. The only reason I'm really attracted to that watch is I see it as like a really fun, like Daft Punk, Daft Punk remix to my regular Sumo. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it looks like my watch, but it's not not my watch. And so I've I've, I've been toying with the idea of starting a Seiko Sumo like collection, getting all the different variants of the Sumo because there are, I think there are more than folks realize, you know. And so seeing that watch in person at Watch Outs, which we'll talk about um, a little bit, was uh, was a lot of fun. That place was super super cool. Had to go on a fucking Mordor journey to goddamn find that place. You know what I'm saying? Which <laughs> yeah. which was the theme of of a lot of our of our um, jaunts and journeys in in, in Hong Kong. But um, I'm surprised we got to that place without buying any suits. Any custom suits? Oh my god! If I will, I will be so happy if I never meet another random brown guy trying to sell me a cheap suit and a copy Rolex. Can we? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Talk about that more in depth. But we could not walk around the streets of Kowloon 
without some desi dude being like, hey man, hey brother, hey man, you want to buy a cheap suit? No, no, I do. Do I look like I want to buy a cheap goddamn suit? I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> or maybe that's maybe that's why they thought my dumb ass needed this suit because I'm because I'm. Uh, I mean, like it just hurts because I'm brown, you're brown. I thought we evolved past this brown on brown violence, dude. Can't you ask? Like someone else, if they want a cheap suit, I don't know. Maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe we looked especially American. Maybe that's what it was. You know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know, but every ten feet, hey man. What I don't understand is they all saw us tell the other person trying to sell us a suit no, but every ten feet they still tried. Maybe they thought, you know what, the first fifty guys. Those weren't the right ones. I'm the right guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm, guy for them. <laughs> I'm taking this girl to the ball, even though even though she's been she's been marauded by thousands of dicks since she's got here. I'm the right one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that was the thought process. I don't know, but whew, sorry, very uh, still very emotional about trying to be sold cheap suits and copyright access. <laughs> it's all good. It's all, it's good, all good. But yeah, wearing the same costume. It was very intense because like we couldn't, I couldn't focus on what was happening around me in 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 um in that Kowloon area, but wearing the Suma now, had it on for the trip. Um, really like this watch. Uh, really excited to hear you talk about your watch because um we both went there with the mission of buying a watch. Uh, I unfortunately did not fulfill my side of the mission. Not in terms of a watch. I did buy something that I think was equally cool, which I'll talk about. Um, but you did. You you got. You got a watch, and I assume you're wearing it now for the wrist check. Because if not, uh, this whole story is just—I I sound like an asshole Awkward. if you're not, if very if you're if you're wearing like if you're wearing like like something else. I sound like an idiot right now, so I assume you're wearing the watch. I'm wearing um, I'm wearing the Jack Age Roach Harming Bird, which we saw. At the, really, <laughs> we didn't a, see at the really show. a lovely purchase. I, I I think that was definitely one of the stronger buys I've ever seen uh, seen you make. <laughs> cool four hundred thousand dollars to walk out with the jack age road charming bird uh i think i think i mentioned on one of the past guilty pleasure episodes that might i think i've, I've listed that as one of my guilty pleasure watches yeah i could see you wearing that watch but no i'm not wearing the charming bird that i also bought it in hong kong <laughs> what was your what was your your cheap purchase so like let's let's bench the jack age row let's keep it let's keep it in the vault with the patek Talk about your uh, talk about your cheap. Per no, just to clarify, Michael did not buy a fucking jacket, Drew, charming bird. <laughs> I just I just want to because I I I've, I've learned I've learned in life I have to clarify when I'm being fucking facetious. But what are you wearing right now? Really excited to hear about it because we had specific yeah. opinions about this watch. Yeah. So first of all, I I thought that it was going to be the other way around. I thought <laughs> that I was probably not going to buy something and that you were going to get something but right su surprisingly I, I ended up i don't know just uh just getting this because um beautiful in person um we uh we kept seeing these watches during our little watch adventures and um this watch really stood out to me not only because it's really charming in person but we had some pretty strong opinions about these watches um, really early on. I think episode 30-something or, or whatever. Whenever they came um, out, yeah. So this is the Seiko SRPC-39. Um, and I'm not going to call it what people call it because people call it the baby turtle. And that's totally not what it is. 
and it took it took seeing the watch in person for me to figure that out um and then we we both agreed that this was an issue so we renamed it something um we tried to rename it the seiko sardine but that is taken of course it is um (laughs) so now we're we're uh we're thinking about seiko minnow and I think that works. I like Seiko Minnow. I think the big <laughs> after so after hearing about the watch when it first came out, and then seeing everyone calling it the baby turtle, blah blah blah, and then after seeing the watch in person in Hong Kong, it all like came together for me very quickly. In that the internet ruined any chance that watch had at being a really big hit by naming it the goddamn baby turtle. You know what I mean? In yeah. in, in my opinion, because that immediately connotes the idea that it's some kind of lesser turtle and that evokes two reactions from folks uh the first one being uh well you know if i want something like the turtle i'll just buy the turtle or uh, and and also people kind of being like and i think this was you you, our reaction like this doesn't need to exist we didn't need a different version of the turtle but it's not a different version of the turtle it's just it's just another seiko diver that 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 I feel like didn't get a fa- in my opinion didn't get a fair chance because it came out people had opinions and then I never heard about it ever again I never see it on Instagram right. I never heard anyone talk no one's ever emailed us about everyone pe- people email us about fucking obscure pabettas and riquettas <laughs> but never <laughs> never the Seiko Seiko whatever the fuck your reference number this the Seiko minnow you know what I mean so um we both saw it in person and I think we were both just like wow we 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 toyed with the idea of getting uh, matching matching seiko minnows um i didn't i i i I didn't because for me it didn't feel right but i'm super happy i'm super happy that you got yours and that i was there to witness the process the the adventure the process yeah that was that was a lot of fun um so but yeah by the way seiko minnow was uh also suggested by a a listener yes um i don't remember the name right now but we'll give you a shout out when the time is right um but yeah, this this was uh, we were wrapping up one of our watch shopping adventures that we were having. Um, yeah, a lot we of stores. Were, we were where were we? It was Causeway Bay. That's the name of the area. Yeah, yeah, Causeway Bay. Yeah. Causeway Bay. Lots of lots of little watch shops. Really strange uh, in the sense that you walk in and the store opens up with Seikos and Citizens, but as you keep walking towards the back, you basically end at Patek. Yeah. As you, as you, as you, as you, as you degenerate and rot further into the retail establishment, that's where like, it gets more and more expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to run away, uh, with, with the Patek in your pocket. Um, by the way, this watch is, um, it's very cute. It's about 42 millimeters wide. Nice. Um, I think, I think 47 lug to lug. Yep. It's the 4R35 in this mm-hmm. uh, rotating bezel. This is blue. Um, I so love blue bezel. I love the blue. The shade of blue in that watch is killer, dude. Yeah. Until we were really inspecting this in photos, I think it's a blue that's not used in anything else. It's very, it's very much a royal kind of deep blue. Yeah. Um, it's not like the blue you get in the, uh, I think it's the SRP seven seven three is the blue turtle. Um, but anyways, uh, this thing, even though it's forty two millimeters, some people will be interested to hear this. 
even though it's 42 millimeters, it wears a little smaller than an SKX. Um, nice. Also, the rubber, the nice silicon rubber strap that comes um, with the watch is 20 millimeters. So you get that sort of um, lighter feel. It's super uh, wearable. I, I tried it on after you bought it, and I was I was I was quite smitten, quite quite kitten smitten with it. It's it's really yeah. it's really really cool. You know, it's I, I'm I'm so glad I I got this, and really so. Part of this was the the experience, right? So there there is a story uh, behind me getting this watch, and we found out that one of the best one of the best ways to get a deal in Hong Kong at these watch stores, because you know, price is always up for debate is to carry some U S cash on you Yeah. to just, to just make it easier on yourself. You're not swiping the card in a foreign country or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, I think people, this guy was, was more willing to, to barter when, um, when I said U.S. cash, right? His his oh, face yeah. completely changed. The, okay. the, the 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 tone of the comp because you because you know he said uh, he said one price and you said something else. He's like, oh no no no, and then you said uh, a different price and you said U.S. cash, and the tone <laughs> and the tone changed. It was now a proper two way or semi two way conversation. It was he, he was definitely more open to being totally stonewalled by yeah. your by, by your offer. So to give people an example. Um, and I guess now we're kind of transitioning from the wrist check into, you know, Hong Kong stories. This is one of them. By the way, I almost bought one of the uh, new cocktail times. That was incredible. Um, like the price I, the guy threw at you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I was messing around because I wasn't really serious about getting the watch. And I said 200 US. And he's like, eh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, that's a <laughs> Let really good this. price, <laughs> right?" I think on Amazon, the the thing is, uh, let's see, let's see that on Amazon. It's got to be three, at least three, easy. On Amazon, the old one sells for five hundred. The new one on a strap is three forty. Yeah, dude. So I was very surprised. Um, it's probably it's probably been sitting in a shop for God knows how long. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but anyway, I, I, oh, and he was gonna change the strap to whatever strap I wanted because <laughs> the strap on on these new ones is kind of garbage. Um, but I didn't go with that. We we saw a, a few other spots, and we ended up in this. I think it was a really nice store. They had a good mix of Seiko and Citizen. I liked um, it. It was a good store. We saw very little Orient, which I'm very sad about. They're not um, they're not popular over there. I, I was talking to. Talking to one of the guys from Notice, can't remember. I think it was, I think it was Colin. He was saying that Orient's just. Or I'm, I'm sorry if it wasn't noticed. I can't remember. We talked to a lot of fucking people, but they're just not popular there. The big, quote unquote, affordable watches there are Seiko and Citizen. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, but as we progressed through all these little watch shops, I kept seeing these these smaller references, these SRP 3.9 models, this blue one, and there's a Pepsi one. There's a black one on bracelet, actually, which I, I wish I would have tried on. Mm. But um, I was like, it's hot and humid in Hong Kong. Let me see if I can snag one of these on, on a nice rubber strap. Um, so I I kind of decided that I was going to go for it after I, you know, 
I, I, I realized that this was going to be the last place probably <laughs> that we were, we were hanging out looking at watches. Yeah. It was, it was towards the end of the trip of like us being together and then definitely yeah. towards the end of that specific day. Yeah. Yeah. And look, this is a watch that I could have easily picked up on Amazon. Um, this isn't a JDM model. There's nothing special about this one. There's no kanji, anything. It's actually date only. Um, but you know, I wanted to make that memory and that memory actually turned out being more, um, I guess, valuable to me in the end. Uh, so I just, I, I made, I made a, an offer and he tried to go back and forth with me and I, you know, part part of having also U.S. cash on you is that you give yourself a limit. So even though he did want could... me to, I did stonewall him. Yeah, but dude. I'm like, hey, this is what I have, man. <laughs> you know? I think I think I think in his mind is like, oh, he's got this much. He's offering me this much. What he got? Like, no, 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 no. What Michael's offering you is all that he has in in U.S. currency. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We were um, we were also with. Uh, one of our valued listeners and friends, um, you know, Bilal from, um, he's the senior editor at a blog to watch and he was tagging along and he made the observation that as, as I kept, uh, stonewalling this guy, he started banging on things harder, <laughs> which I, I did, I did realize later. Um, it's trying to intimidate he, you, man. Yeah. A lot of times these guys make the decision that they're going to, they're going to go for your price um like way way before they agree so uh we settled on a price and it was super fun uh, he he took the box out he hand wrote this receipt that's all in a different language it's really cool he signed it and then there's if you buy a seiko here you get a box and a warranty card he writes the date um it felt like a totally different experience and it made me realize that every time i've purchased a seiko it's just on amazon yeah but now i have now i have this really cool watch with a really fun memory tied to it it was the both time but it was it was a time that both of us were over in asia for the first time yeah um and yeah i have all this cool stuff that came with the watch and the box and the receipt and the booklet card um it's pretty cool man yeah it was it, that experience was everything um it was everything I, I I could have hoped for. Watching him fill out the warranty card was probably one of the cooler things because it's like because like that's when it became clear to me also it's like wow usually well I, I I when you buy like a watch online or even like I guess Seiko's online they just you get the stuff. The only time I've ever had that actual experience of like someone filling out a warranty card and doing all that stuff is when I when I bought my Blue Lagoon Samurai in the in the Seiko like boutique. But that's not yeah. that's not like a, that's not a normal a normal Seiko buying experience for most folks in the in the States here. So it was pretty cool to um, see I, I see that go down. I think my favorite part of the negotiate quote unquote negotiation was he was really trying to emphasize to you how angry his boss was at him. <laughs> But he I don't. Boss. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think the person that was pretending to be the boss was actually the boss because it's like, oh, I have to ask. I have to, to ask my boss, and like, they were speaking to each other in their own language, and like, she's yelling at him, and he's yelling back, and I'm like, they're talking. They're 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 not really fighting. I know. I know. <laughs> what are you getting for lunch today? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, oh, did you, did you catch Matlock yesterday? Yes, I caught goddamn Matlock yesterday. That was incredible. <laughs> like that's like, but to us, like we think he's getting chewed out, and like we are supposed to feel bad, but yeah. Jokes yeah. on him. We left emotions at the door a long time ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> I won't say pricing or anything on air, but I, you know, it's 
you got a good deal. I think you got a, like a, a fun deal and a really good experience. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I could I could buy the Pepsi version today, like right now on Amazon Prime, probably, um, along with this watch. But it's just it's not the same. And I'm I'm actually I feel like I'm gonna try to do this if every time I'm in another country just to see how Haggle. the watch buying yeah how yeah. the watch buying process is, uh, what you get. Um, I did not declare this for customs. I don't think you need to. I I, th- I think <laughs> no seriously. I think if I think you only need to declare like if you're bringing in fucking like cassavas or ten thousand dollars in currency, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I I think but you're. I, I love this watch, man. I um, I'll probably keep it on the strap. Um, it I've seen some really cool photos. People putting it on a gray shiznit. Um, nice. I think that'll look cool with the blue. That, how do you that like the How do you like the Cyclops? Oh, so the Cyclops is is something people are pretty div- divided on. Yeah, uh, I think it's done really, really well. Actually, I think and it's I, cool. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I like it a lot. The crown could be a little bit smoother. You you tried the crown? Something about the um, it needs oil. I feel I feel like it might have been sitting in that store for a while in like in questionable humidity. It might need oil or something. In my opinion. Maybe, yeah. That that might be that might be a solution. Um, can we talk about the shrink wrapping, real quick? So, like every watch that you find in Hong Kong is gonna be shrink wrapped to fucking death. I don't know why. It's so hard to like play with the bezel or to get an actual idea of what the watch uh, wearing experience is like. But yeah, a whole bunch of like anything. Everything. Maybe, maybe from- that had something to do with it. Maybe that had something to do with that. I don't know. But the watch is, you know, mm. is running fine. Otherwise, water resistant, um, you know, keeping good time. Um, but yeah, maybe the crown needs to be oiled. The, or the crown tube, rather. The two, Yeah, the tube. I apologize. The tube. I mean, that, that was my impression when I was tinkering with it when we were in the hotel bar. That hotel bar was fucking hilarious. It had that hotel bar. First of all, the, the, the drinks were cold and cheap. So that's all that matters for me in a hotel bar. But... It felt like a converted school gymnasium for like junior homecoming. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. had it had that had that vibe. <laughs> very, very, very much enjoyed it. But um, super happy to hear that you're still happy with the with that with that watch with that Seiko. I'm upset I didn't get anything, but I mean I just didn't see anything that really that really did it. And the things that I did see that I liked, I could either get for like way better prices you know here or i just didn't like them like there was that one like weird turquoise one that kept popping up but like i just didn't like it it just didn't feel good on my wrist and it was huge you know i i also like that my opinion has totally changed on this uh these watches i just think they're so cool now that i see them in person it's funny we we recorded that episode when these watches came out and we basically said that we just didn't get them yeah people were saying baby turtle baby turtle baby like and our 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 reaction was why like why does that have to exist exactly um and then there's like a watch you seek thread and it's like yeah the two broke watch knobs were like slamming these watches like if you no (laughs) You guys, you guys know when we when we if we don't like something and if we really don't like something, there is a difference. So we didn't. If we really don't like something, it doesn't come on the episode. Or if it that? or if it is on the episode, its name is Barabbas, and we hope its fucking home burns down. Okay. <laughs> but this this thing is cool, man. Um, I'm glad I have it. 
Uh, I'm excited to see next time for Tokyo. You'll you'll buy a watch. I'll buy a watch. I'll buy. I will buy. Maybe maybe you'll be in some kind of position to get like a like a fun like you know Quartz Grand Seiko. Maybe I'll I'll literally save up. Oh yeah. Oh how incredible of an experience would that be? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. In the same shop, I could buy a lens for my Fuji and a Grand Seiko. (laughs) Did you see? Did you see the new Grand Seiko Quartz? The GMT. GMT. Yeah, that was uh, that was. I woke up to the oh email from Seiko and the email from you. I think Seiko was just like, oh, introducing our new blah, blah, blah. Your email, all it said was, oh, my God, with a link. <laughs> That's true. I forgot I sent you the link. He <laughs> just said, oh, my God. With a, and the thing is, I got it at, like, I think, like, 7 a.m. my time. So I can I, I could only imagine you were up at, like, 4 in the morning just, like, eating chips and yeah. just, like, looking at Seiko links. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. Um as the first, it's the first 9F uh, Grand Sega Quartz movement that is a GMT also. Yeah, really, really cool. Cool to see that technology. Um, the watches look cool. I would like to possibly see that 9F GMT and maybe something a bit more, um, and this is going to sound weird me to say, a bit more dressy almost. Because those watches, mm-hmm. from what I remember seeing them, they're a bit, I guess, on the more like casual, sporty side. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's pretty sporty. They, they have a black dial version this this is the part that's kind of cheesy. They have a black dial with an orange GMT hand mm-hmm. and a steel twenty uh, four hour bezel, so it's kind of you know yeah kind of explore explore esque. Thirty nine millimeters though. That's that's oh that's great. I, I just agree. It's a great size. But yeah, if they put it in something more dressy, that'd be cool. I kind of get. I understand them not doing that because the greater majority of a lot of those nine F courts pieces are dressier, except obviously the. Um, that diver, that Grand Seiko uh, quartz diver, you know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, really excited to see to know that that technology now exists, and you know, it'll be cool to see them implemented somewhere else. But yeah, maybe I can get a fun nine uh, F quartz finally in Tokyo because that's the next that's the next um, spot that Michael and I were talking about uh, doing an overseas two book watch knobs uh, summit summit. Yeah, <laughs> basically was uh, was 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 in Japan. So, but that's. Uh, that's that's gonna take some some more planning. I mean, I think there's just so much that happened with Hong Kong that I'm I'm still processing a lot of it, and it was just so because I, I I said this all fair to you, and I, I keep saying this to my wife, but she's probably fucking tired of hearing me say it, but 100% not what I expected Hong Kong to be. Like Hong Kong was not right, like like 100% yeah. not what I expected. But that's not like in a bad or a good way. It's just it just wasn't it just wasn't what I expected. I. You know, we had a lot of positive experience. We had a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of, I would constant, I would say negative experiences. A lot of just like, what the fuck is going on experiences. Remember, uh, <laughs> remember, remember Death Row? We got lost in that market. Death, the house of death. You oh remember that? This, this, oh, yeah. The smell of fetid fucking porcine reeking. Yeah, that, was, that was great. Oh, that was, that was <laughs> I had, heavy. I had a great time. <laughs> I'm, uh, you, I'm surprised you didn't pick up some burger meat. <laughs> No, dude, the place the place was smelling like it was rotting. Like it was it was very intense going to that market. So I, I, I think what I found what I found very valuable is that I, we did some quote unquote like touristy stuff, but for the majority of the part, Michael and I just walked around. Like we just went we just walked around um different parts of Hong Kong. So like on the Hong Kong Island area um in Wan Chai where we were staying and then also on the on the uh, the other I don't know what the fuck it's called, but um, in that Kowloon area, we were walking around mm-hmm. there, and I think we were walking around a little bit in TST as well. And um, um, 
we just didn't do touristy stuff, which I, I think was, was, was cool. You know what I mean? It was just fun to, to just walk around. But one instance in particular, we were walking back from lunch and we got a little turned around, which is pretty easy to do in, in, in Hong Kong. Cause it's one of those, uh, metropolitan cities. So obviously in regards to metropolitan cities, my benchmark will always be New York city because I spent so long there and New York city is incredibly navigable because it's all a grid. It's a it's, yeah. it's a grid. It's like it's it, you know what I mean. It's like playing Battleship. Um, you just you know you know row E blah 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 block E Avenue all, all that bullshit. It's easy to walk around New York. That is not the case in 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 Hong Kong. Like it's just there's not really a rhyme or reason to the streets for a newcomer. You just learn what's where by just living there and and just existing. And so we got turned around on the way back from lunch to the, I think we're going back to the hotel. And we walked through this. We were walking through this market. This market was a was a was a was a a, a, a portrait of death, a, like just just animal parts and bits <laughs> being butchered, and the smell of just putrid, just just rotting pork, slowly <laughs> coming up from the table. And yeah. I remember I looked back at my any and, any kind of meat you want. <laughs> it was oh yeah, dude, any, any, yeah. Any, anything you want was there and rotting. Just to clarify, <laughs> and people like it was just it was um you know for for us and like because like you know I I my meat buying experience has never really been outside of like the supermarket quote unquote so like you know the packaged and all that bullshit but there it was open air I don't I don't I don't know what the fucking market was called I'll just I'll just I'll just I'll just call it House of Death Market. Um, <laughs> it was all just there. People were, you know, that, that bits of like, like mainly it was mainly pig. That seemed to be the big thing. Like pork is pork, pork is um, fairly big over there. It seems like, and that was the majority of it. Just like big pork legs hanging and like heads and everything like that. <laughs> and you see it on TV and you watch it on like on, on like Bourdain shows and like 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 Andrew Zimmern shows. Like oh, that's so crazy. But like being there, you're smelling everything. You're smelling stuff rotting you're smelling like puddles you're smelling the humidity you're smelling gas from the cars you're smelling the people oh my god the people there is no sense of personal space in a town like hong kong and at first it was a bit jarring but over time i got used to it very yeah, you get you get used to it pretty quickly people yeah. draw they draw a line from point a to point b they set that path and they forget it they just go straight <laughs> straight through and if you're in their way doesn't matter. Yeah. The thing is, in New York City, if you bump into somebody the way people bump into you in Hong Kong, you usually get the "what the fuck, bro," like you know. But here, <laughs> it's just they're gonna they're gonna crash into you. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just the way a way of life. Um, and yeah, also no no personal space uh, bubble. A lot of lot of open air uh, coughing and sneezing too. So that was fun. Oof. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> New experience, man. Yeah, you know what different I mean? different places, different different cultures. Um, I don't think Aladdin had that in mind when he was talking about a whole new world. You know what I'm saying, dude? I think <laughs> I think his was much more like you know clean. I think the world he was talking about was probably a lot more clean. And for for a person like me that has that that's that's I'm I used I'm I would consider myself like a recovered germaphobe. I used to have an incredibly crippling like germ problem. And it's still pretty bad now, but it's not it's not as bad as when like my wife first met me like 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 many years ago. Mm. Um, and so being in a town like that was definitely um, what's the uh, what's the word what's the immersive w- immersive yeah let's just say <laughs> it's very immersive immersive phobia training you know what I mean but um 
but yeah so we where we were staying in in Wan Chai it was mainly um we were near a bunch of schools so we saw like all these little like cute little kids in like school uniforms but then if you walked about like ten matching minutes, backpacks matching really backpacks like. so cute That's great so many so <laughs> many adorable little little kinder lock really really cute um but about if you walked about 10 minutes north then you ended up in the causeway bay area uh and everything like that and um a lot of really cool watch shops and things like that there so it was it was definitely pretty interesting um let's talk about the actual uh, hong kong watch and clock fair yeah so my my i think my favorite part actually was day one mm -hmm. trying trying to get our credentials oh my god that was fucking hilarious so that's that's yeah. a pretty that's a pretty good pretty good place to start we go up these these escalate first of all we're trying to find the convention center and it is it was it was quite a walk we walked yeah um it, it is it is it was close to to where we were staying but i think um not as pedestrian accessible as we thought it would be well also the um, first day we didn't know the most direct route i feel like right yeah yeah it, it, we did find a better way as, as as time went on yeah so yeah we we went up these escalators um you know, and, and so basically there's a press booth and there's a buyer's kind of kiosk area. The buyer's area was massive. A lot of people servicing those um, individuals coming in to purchase parts or make deals with uh, manufacturers. The, the, the Hong Kong is mainly servicing those buyers. Press yeah. was not there at all. It was just m me and Michael. The yeah. buyer's registration area looked like it was fucking designed by Tony Stark. Okay, yeah. it had all these lights. It was all futuristic. The press registration area looked like it was designed by fucking Charlie Brown. All right, it yeah. looked like it looked like it looked like a goddamn lemonade stand. <laughs> it was a, it was a lemonade stand. We, so we, <laughs> in in kind of in kind of broken communication, we we went we went up and we said, hey, you know, we sent the email, we got the email, we filled out the forms for three different people. Um, we're two broke watch snobs. It was it was funny to tell tell people, hey, we are the two broke watch snobs. Did you did you hear from us? Do you have our thing? And nope. they could they couldn't find us. And in the end, you know, I mentioned this to Kaz. Um, if you're trying to get help from someone and they're working, bottom line is at the end of the day, they just want you to go away. So. I, I, I feel this got to the point where <laughs> this guy and this girl, they were helping us out. They just wanted us to go away. <laughs> so he said something like, oh, can you pull up the email on your phone? Um, you know, Wi-Fi wasn't working. We barely had service. One of us managed to pull it up on our phones. And he's like, he looks at, he looks at the phone and he says, oh, okay, all right. Just show me your licenses and, uh, or your passport or something and then. He, he he gave us three different three different badges, which were helpful. You you there were parts where you couldn't get in uh, if you didn't have some yes. kind of badge. I think. Yeah so, yeah yeah. But that was a, that was a fun that was a fun start to the to the show. I actually think so. The stories I've heard. This is actually the first watch <clears throat> trade show I go to. Right. And from the stories I've heard, to me they seem um, kind of poorly put together. Not a lot of. Um, I guess luxuries and uh, you know stuff like bathrooms can be difficult to find, but this mm -hmm. was this was pretty good. Good amount of bathrooms, food to eat, uh, yeah. a couple a couple nice spots inside, so you didn't have to leave. Um, I actually thought it was a pretty well put together show overall. Yeah, see, I, I, from from our perspective, this first time goers, it was well planned because I, I I used to work um, in like the comic book 
press industry and so i had to go to a bunch of conventions and they i mean you're 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 basically like they just living like a pig everything is everything is served to you in a trough bathroom trough food trough <laughs> supplies trough you know what i mean so like they, yeah. and you're always you're always sweating there's always just like just, just just like a cup of water on your body in some fashion you know um but there it was i thought it was pretty cool i think because the they have to cater to people who are buyers like you, you know what i'm saying and like those right. people will not, probably not press not pressed <laughs> and i feel like buyers would raise a pretty big goddamn ruckus if there weren't proper facilities if there wasn't like accessible food and yeah. coffee and shit like that like um you know what i mean so I, I i think the only the only caveat is and we talked to a lot of people who've been there who've been going to the hong kong watch clock fair for a long time and talked to a lot of people there and they said that this year's was small much smaller than it has been um any other year so maybe it being relatively smaller made it just easier for them to to, to manage some of those you know more more uh, mundane minutiae you know what i'm saying i think so i think attendance probably uh people also told us that attendance was um on the smaller side this year yeah. both uh for people exhibiting and people just either buying or, or press or whatever so maybe that's why I feel it was actually kind of nice because there were less people. Yeah, there was there was a cafe like in the actual convention center. We would like rendezvous there, me, you, and and my wife because my wife was there. She was in, just just a, just a shout out to my wife. She was invaluable and super helpful. Yeah. Excellent. Like, the whole trip, like she was like navigating us with her map all over Hong Kong. She was helping with footage. She was like helping us with like the MTR, like like it. It's me... kind of funny if hmm. we if we for a moment felt that we got separated from her. I feel like we both had a mini internal panic attack. It made me it made me realize like I'm 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 one step away from being Mr. Magoo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just fucking walking around. One one lost wife. One away one from... one lost wife away from being Mr. Fucking Magoo. Like that. Like that. Like this trip helped put it into perspective for me. She was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, dude. You know. And so there was a really cool like cafe in the uh, in the convention center that we would just rendezvous at, and it was super comfortable. There was always places to sit. Um, coffee was fine. It was a little expensive, but you know, whatever, dude. You know what I'm saying? So good Wi-Fi, good Wi-Fi. Yeah, the Wi-Fi, the, the Wi-Fi in there was fine. You know, everywhere takes else you was... off one once an hour, but yeah, good so Wi-Fi. so weird, you know. <laughs> but um, in terms of actually being like my experience being pressed at the the Hong Kong Watch Clock Fair was just so interesting because so many people didn't want you to film like the majority so so i i also want to want to address this we've been putting uh, i've been putting videos up from the watch fair onto youtube and most of them i think actually all of them were filmed on either my phone or my wife's phone and there's two reasons for that we had some technical issues by the time we got there with some equipment um not really not really just getting just just making it there in transit and the other issue is anytime a booth saw one of our cameras one of our proper cameras they would just freak out no photos no photos no photos no photos but and so i i i mean like i'm sure you clock that as well you know what i mean um yeah it's one of e one of the more surprising uh requests were from eta or etta actually oh my god though etta was there etta's etta, so oh my god so in terms of movements um, there was a Seiko uh, uh, reseller that was there. Rhonda was there, fucking incredible, because they had the new R150 mechanical movement, which is which is really, really just noteworthy to see from a brand like Rhonda, which is known for all the quartz movements. Um, Miyota was there, incredible booth. And also, Edda was there. Of all those booths I just mentioned, Edda's was the saddest. The saddest. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody was there. Uh, no. It was kind of kind of bland. No one was um, there. It looked it looked like the, it it looked like a mall puppy mill. You know, like the mall pet shop. They just sell. They just stick the dogs in like these like little clear crates with some like shredded up newspapers in the bottom. And if the dog dies there before it gets bought, who cares? Like really, <laughs> they, really sad vibe. At they the didn't end of the have week. like sample watches, did they? Because you know, even Rhonda had Rhonda branded watches with with the movement inside. Yep. Um, but Etta just had. Like, they just had bare, movements. Bare movements. <laughs> yeah, and and we were there, and I I had done some stuff there with my phone. Not a big deal. And then I think you and I busted out our cameras, and they they did freaked out. No photos, no photos. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, so and so that's why a lot of the YouTube video in terms of quality wasn't really where we wanted it to be because I had to do it on my fucking phone. Otherwise, every every two minutes, someone was yelling no photos at me, you know? Yeah, it's also... I think it's also important to state that people, although you can register as press and go to the show as press, I don't think people expect press. Because we were, con- we were constantly being... Um, hassled <laughs> uh, to start not, a watch brand <laughs> yeah not only not only for the whole camera thing but uh people just thought we were buyers you know so uh <laughs> we we'd we'd get rushed i mean there's there was that woman that that charged at us with a tray full of watches like yeah we can start your watch brand start your watch brand, start we, your could, watch brand. we could put like, your I'm name not... <laughs> we could put your name on our watches you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so um maybe maybe that's why you know you pull out a camera and everyone's like what the fuck yeah, yeah. oh no totally the, uh, I, I, as far as a lot of the exhibitors that were there 99 percent of them did not want press there the other one percent are the ones that we really interacted with and had Honestly, incredible. We had an absolutely incredible time with the AV8 Spinnaker guys, Solar Time folks. That was, yeah, that was so. That was incredible. That was really, really a uh, uh, just valuable experience. We had an incredible time with the Miyota people. There was a bit of a language barrier, but they were so open to us, photographing and filming right. and all that stuff. Um, who else? Deep Blue trying, Deep- trying to buy Miyota watches. Having, yeah, they wouldn't sell us. Tell us no. Yeah, they wouldn't sell us the Miyota branded watch. Maybe one day. Um, Deep Blue. Uh, 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 we met up with Stan over there. Um, Stan, I did not realize Stan from Brooklyn or Queens. It was Brooklyn. I, I, I think it was Brooklyn. Yeah, Stan the man. Um, that was awesome. That was an awesome experience. Who else? Would be, uh, um, um, Lejour slash Audaz. The 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 uh, the, the Lejour watch being reissued. Yeah. Biggest, in my opinion, one of the one of the biggest surprises of the show. I did not expect that to happen. You know? He had he had the nicest small booth at the show. I very think. clean, very it, organized. It was very organized, very clean, and there was a section to walk in the back and see watches up close and take take photos. Um, Spinnaker and Aviate had by far the nicest booth. Um, they that, that shit was real deal. <laughs> yeah, no, they spent money because they on the first floor when you walk in to the center of the main area. So there's there was two main uh, two main floors, the first floor and I think the third floor. And the first floor when you first walk into like the center main doors, they're right in front. Aviate slash um, mm-hmm. Spinnaker, you know. Yeah, good good stuff. A ton of variety, bunch of new models coming out, and um, I'm excited to kind of foster that relationship with them and uh, bring you guys some some cool reviews and cool yeah. content cool dudes they, yeah they, 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 they let us hang out in the back with um some prototypes and upcoming releases uh did a youtube video it's about i think six minutes long so it's not too long it's on the it's on the youtube channel now go and check it out um 
really really cool just to see kind of how they're you know how they're addressing the, the people's responses and comments and um express desires with their brand so uh it was pretty cool who else did we meet at the convention um i think uh doxa was pretty nice and also a surprise so weird so weird because <laughs> i see the orange doxa logo in the distance and i'm getting closer and i'm expecting to see sea ramblers or whatever or blah 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 yeah nothing. i got excited uh nothing all dress watches and it's it's interesting. So you see the massive Doxa cube, you know, that they bring mm -hmm. to they bring to every show or whatever. And um, yeah, I, I I had the same the same kind of thought process. I thought I'd go up there and see a lot of the new divers, maybe upcoming divers. But apparently, what happens with Doxa is that um, they license the production, either the production or the sale. Mm -hmm. of watches specifically for the asian market to someone else right and that's what we were seeing correct that's, that's kind of what he got at that's what we were seeing but his other point was um the hong kong slash asian market is more receptive to dress watches yeah. his point was that um I'm, I'm i'm trying to figure out a nicer way to word it because he worded it in a very uh, in a pretty bad way in my opinion um <laughs> Pretty bad way, uh, in in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Basically, his point was that the the Asian market wasn't ready for like something like you you were wearing your Doxa, you were you were wearing your um, I can't remember the actual name of your watch. The yeah is the sub the sub three hundred sub three hundred yeah. yeah you were and the thing is it's funny because before we made first contact he saw your watch and called us like hey great watch man and it's like yeah, yeah dude like that's so you are aware that you're not supposed to be having dress watches good. Happy to establish that, and then he he explained to us like basically this market's just not ready for, you know, like sub three hundred type dive watches, and so it's a lot of uh, uh, dress dress pieces, and that was something we actually kind of did sort of notice. And in addition to the actual exhibition, we walked into a lot of like high end boutiques. We walked into like a lot of Rolex places and all this stuff like that. All dress watches, you know, you would say sport sport model and they'd be like, oh, we don't have any of those here. Like, it's all just dress watches. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, that Tudor 1926 is being pushed everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> all over these. They So, yeah, you can walk into some of these high-end boutiques and they'll have Tudor and the 1926 collection, which is, you know, kind of a newer, dainty sort of dress watch from Tudor. They'll have that up front and the divers like Black Bay's GMT's in the back corner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just it's dude, just really really funny. Dude, trying to find those GMT's I felt like fucking Gandalf looking for the original documents on what on like the one ring to rule them all. Like I'm just like <laughs> in the archives like what why I don't understand why this isn't shouldn't all these important information documents be, you know, higher up in the tower but like no, we were like we were like in the back with like, you know, it was just it was just so it's just interesting. So um, that yeah. might that might be just I don't know how necessarily true that is, uh, or if it's some kind of like self fulfilling prophecy because all the brands there are only pushing quote unquote dressy watches, you know. But um, that comment was something pretty interesting made by the Doxa guy. Um, we also discovered we also discovered Memorigen. Really fucking cool. It's so incredible to see. So, so Memorigen is a Hong Kong. My, from my understanding is that they're a Hong Kong-based watch brand, and they're incredibly proud to be Hong Kong-based. Like they work specifically with 
um, uh, 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 area specific like you know, celebrities and just like well-known figures and um, a lot of like the design cues um, are done in a way that resonate much more with just what uh, a Hong Kong brand would do as opposed to um, something more European or like more like just dress watchy like the Morigen brand was really interesting and it's just like such a such interesting people they work with there was a line created by like that Hong Kong or I, I think I'm just like a oh, I can't remember where he was from but like like that Asian magician like a, a, a magician or illusionist yeah. there was a magician they collaborated <laughs> with there was um pop singer think, girl right yeah there was a fashion designer who was also an animal rights activist. So they had a line of watches for animal rights. Yeah, they, <laughs> just, they had paws on them, you know? Yeah, they had paws. That was cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I enjoy the, about every time I see something that's like for animal rights? They're always for animal rights of cute animals. Can we do something for animal rights of fucking ugly, like like monkfish? Can I get like a monkfish? on a watch or like or like an alligator like 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 tail like i want animal rights for ugly animals not just the cute ones have you noticed this you know i, can, talking I about? can probably i can probably find something for you can you <laughs> yeah because i feel like every time i see it's like oh animal rights it's like it's like a koala on a waterfall it's like nah dude i want a fucking i want a raccoon in a trash pile those are the animal uh, rights i care about you know? koalas aren't koalas aren't worth it <laughs> they're not worth your hard-earned dollars guys <laughs> koala hating vegan over here <laughs> that is a new segment of uh of a vegan core uh acoustic acoustic <laughs> vegan core two-man bands but yeah memorial was a lot of fun they had a lot of really interesting like licensed properties they did they had a really cool like like fucking iron man watch captain america watch but the fucking bumblebee watch um, interesting. The, there was like a Bruce Lee collection as well. So obviously the most like recognizable of those watches is like the black and or other uh, black or black and yellow um, classic like suit, like tracksuit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but we should, we should we should specify that these are not cheap watches, by the way. Uh, yeah, are... well, it's so that's difficult. That's so okay to regular to regular human beings, Michael, like you, me, and and most 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 of you crazy motherfuckers listen to this show. They are not cheap watches. Um, anywhere from like twenty five hundred to six thousand bucks, which is a, a lot of money. But my understanding is that the actual like craftsmanship that goes into them, you would spend a lot more if it was from another watch brand. So it's just oh yeah, it's yeah. it's not like a casual purchase that you would make. But in my opinion, if it was something you would be inclined towards, it would be a very special purchase like it's one of those things where if you found one of those memorial pieces that you liked you would really really like it like you it wouldn't be like yeah it's all right you'd be like really into it so um and they were so kind they walked us like the the i think the i think it was like the one of the marketing managers she walked us through the whole so sort kind. of super, nice young lady super, yeah super nice she watched the whole like thing she got to try and watch it got to ask all these questions and she was just like really pushing the idea Hong Kong brand, proud of being a Hong Kong brand. So, um, got a lot of photos. Um, I think I might have put up a video from the Memorigen booth. Either way, um, we'll be doing a post on Memorigen. So there'll be, we're gonna be doing a series of kind of what we're doing. We're kind of calling peripheral or like child posts. Uh, mm, child post sounds a little. I don't like. Yeah, that. that's not. We we don't, we don't have to call them that. Yeah, let's just call it. Uh, <laughs> let's call them sub post. Let's sub 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 post. Um, so there's like the, there'll be a main Hong Kong post, and there'll be these little brand highlight posts. Memorigen will be one. 
Um, I think we'll. I'm very excited to do one for um, Lejour. I, I'd rather you'll do one for Lejour because I think you were super super into that um, Mark One oh, with yeah. the seven seven five zero. Um, want to do one for Deep Blue as well, just because Stan over there was incredibly kind, walking us through the whole collection and just kind of just talking about how he's really tried to position his brand. His brand, uh, Deep Blue's older than I realized. Also, I did not realize they've been in the game this long. You know. Also. They make a lot more watches than I thought they did. <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's a it's it's. I think it's a lot of product lines, and then within those product lines, there's so many variations. You know, yeah. um, who else? Uh, but, but but I want to do um, uh, a highlight post on Miyota just because that was really really incredible. So I'm um, keeping an eye out. We'll be, we'll be doing those over time. It's just a lot of data for us to process and 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 and, and write about. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Also met up with a lot of micro brand owners, not just at the exhibition, but in in Hong Kong in general. So huge shout out to to Wes and Colin from uh, Notice Notice Watches. You've heard us talk about them a lot, and there's a review coming up uh, on one of their pieces, the the the, the contrail with the the GMT bezel, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, huge shout out to those guys. Uh, we met up with them. They they kind of showed us around a little bit. We went and got lunch with them. Um, they paid for lunch, which immediately caused me to feel incredibly guilty. I, I, I'm a younger sibling, so any type <laughs> of kindness, I just I feel like I did something. Anytime I receive kindness, I feel like I did something wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, they were great. It was it was um, fantastic having them as uh, as our guide for for a little bit because I felt totally lost where we were walking around. Oh yeah, no, straight up, straight up. And then <laughs> and then later, I think like a day or so after that, they helped us um, get into the. Like this micro brand dinner meetup where a whole bunch of brand owners, brand owners we've never heard of, brand owners we have heard of were there. That was a pretty interesting experience because I think, I think we were, we were we were the only press idiots that were there. Yeah, we we whipped out a camera and quickly quickly realized that we were going to have more work than than we thought. <laughs> so uh, if you want some attention, whip out a camera at a micro brand meetup. So. Or 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 be attractive, or do both. Or, if you can, ha if you can have a camera and be attractive, mwah, perfect. Yeah, you not com not com not complaining. It's just that not what I was expecting. Uh, it was it was cool to meet a lot of those folks. Um, who who did we meet? Up? We met up with um the uh, Sean from Lejour uh, again. Um, just micro brands that don't even like exist yet, like they're planning right now. Yeah. Um, who wild. else did we meet up with? Uh, um, oh, a a Eddie from uh, uh, um, EMG Watches. You know, um, we reviewed the Horizon before. We'll also be reviewing uh, their upcoming Nemo, which we saw in person there. But funnily enough, I have one in for review. Literally came the day before I left for Hong Kong. Didn't have a chance to do anything with it. So uh, I didn't even tell Michael. We were there. Mike's like, oh, this thing's incredible. We should get one in for review. I'm like, oh, we, we, we do have one in for <laughs> <laughs> we, we do have one in for review. I just haven't done anything with it because it literally came the day before uh, we were shipping out. And I remember you were like, oh, which one did you get? I'm like, oh, I got the powder blue one. And you just gave me like a nod of approval. You're like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's the coolest one, I think. The Nemo. I love that name too, the Nemo. Nemo, yeah. I'm just curious if, if it's in reference to, I guess, I think it's the Latin form that means like no one or the fish. I'm not sure. Or Captain Nemo, right? 20,000. Or is it? I can't remember if it's 20,000. But Captain Nemo. Could be Captain Nemo also with a could submarine. Be Captain, I think it's Captain Nemo. Maybe. Yeah. I'm gonna it's say, cuter if it's the fish. Maybe I'm gonna say it's the fish. fish. Yeah, fuck him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's the fish. 
So keep an eye for that. Really fun to uh, uh, finally put a face to the name, um, meeting him. Met a whole bunch of folks, man. It was uh, a lot to process. Should we do a post on the microband meetup as well? I think the photos didn't come out. No, oh, <laughs> good no. enough for that. <laughs> Are you sure we can? I could just. It could still be interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 figure it out. Mom and Dad will figure it out in the car ride home. It's okay, guys. We'll 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 get a plan together um, for that or not. We'll you know, we'll see. But um, speaking of the meetup, mm -hmm. um, and realizing how many people thought that we were buyers at the show, <laughs> I think you and I both realized how easy it is to start a brand um and yeah. i think we're both still trying to figure out if something like the hong kong watching clock fair helps or hurts um the i guess not, i don't want to say the watch industry because i couldn't give two shits about the watch industry watch collectors does it help or hurt watch collectors you guys yeah. listening you know yeah so I think I think we're still trying to figure that out because man, the way so seeing it wasn't a bad thing seeing all these new brands that weren't even, I mean they're they're not even up and running yet. You know, at, at you know, some of the brands that we saw at the at the meetup, that combined with the sheer number of people just rushing us, thinking that we're buyers, yeah, um, it just kind of made me once again realize how educated you have to be. Uh, when you're when you're buying something, I'm about to sneeze, so you might have to pick this up. Own it, um, <laughs> own it, dude. Lean into oh, I it. Run away. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. So, what do you like? What do you think? Because I I did not. That's one thing I was not expecting. I'm so disenchanted now, more so than I was before. You think you reach the bottom of your uh, orological excitement level, and then you realize you can walk into a building with 15,000 US and then walk out with a watch brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think one of the more, and I don't want to say names, I think one of the more like disheartening things, and you make a great point, you you emphasize this, you have to be an educated consumer, but at the same time, you have to be an intuitive one as well. You have to know how to smell bullshit or malarkey, if you will, a mile away. You know what I mean? And um, it, it's good. It's good and it's bad, but I think the best part now Mm -hmm. At least for me, and this is something that I'm going to try personally with watch buying. With so many of these brands coming out of Hong Kong, I think you have to put in the effort to make a connection not only with the product, but also with the individuals behind the product. So yeah. I couldn't I couldn't give two shits about Deep Blue. Um, I see them everywhere. I still don't really know uh, much about the brand. But meeting Stan was super awesome, and uh, just because of him being the way that he is, I'd feel pretty cool wearing one of those watches. You know, it's the benefit of a micro brand. He's There's a no... super super yeah. passionate individual. Um, same thing with Gavox. You know, I'd I'd seen yeah. I'd seen Gavox before, but you know, we recorded with Michael, and it was just like it it makes you it makes you want to get behind the product and and participate and you know help the brand buy it's, a cool watch it's cliche but enthusiasm and passion is 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 infectious it's viral and having exactly. a mic having a micro brand you're more inclined to catch that micro brand owner's 
infection level <laughs> actually talking with them. So um, meeting the notice guys, uh, for example, and just having incredibly candid conversations with them about micro brands and like the watch industry. Like I yeah. liked their watches before. Now I'm super into their watches because I'm I'm I believe in what they're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. think I, 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 it was just so interesting because I made it, and again, I'm not going to name names. I made a point to ask a lot of people who either had micro brands there or who were starting micro brands, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing this watch. It's going to be this. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So, so, I mean, like, are you like super into watches? Like, are you a collector? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? Like, why? <laughs> why are you I, starting and a watch brand? You, <laughs> and then I asked you, how much, how much of a cash grab is, is, uh, Starting a watch brand. It's, you know, it's so easy now to start when it's probably, I mean, nine out of 10 times, it's probably just some sort of money venture. You know, it probably, it's probably an unpopular opinion of me to say that because I feel like we're inclined to like all quote unquote micro brands, but like, no, dude, you know what I mean? Like I, it was a very eye-opening experience. And so talking with a lot of people just really really got behind their mission and the products talked to a lot of people and i'm like dude i don't you're you lost me you're, you're just you're and we've talked about this on the show you're here to diversify your revenue stream and there's nothing just to clarify there's nothing wrong with making money but the way watches and watch collecting work these days in my opinion is that we're all into watches because we love watches you know what i mean yeah yeah. If you don't have an inclination towards like a watch or if you weren't a watch collector before and you just decide to start a watch brand because you saw how much money fucking Daniel Wellington made, maybe that's not as a watch collector, a passion watch collector, like everyone listening here, maybe that's not something you necessarily want to get, you know, involved with. Like I talked to one watch brand and they're, and I asked my question, I'm like, oh, so are you like super into watches? Like, like, like what kind of watches did you collect before, you know, you started your brand and like, oh, my dad wore a watch. I'm like, well, okay, cool, man. My, my dad also wore shirts. I'm not. I'm not about to start a fucking shirt brand. You know what I mean? So oh, it's just, man. it's just, it was very disheartening, but also empowering at the same time because it made me really, really just learn what to look for in something I wanted to put my money, you know, into, and something I wanted to purchase. So super, super in love with the notice watch brand with weston cullen those dudes were super super cool like i said we had i mean probably some of the more candid conversations we've ever had with a brand owner brand owners we had with those two guys yeah um yeah also uh just how well received we were um uh by, by the by the spinnaker and ava crew and you know for them they're building a business but they're very passionate about what they're doing you know what I mean? Yeah, and this that was the first time I actually had a chance to handle any kind of spinnaker or they're really they're really products. cool. That 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 new teal croft with that gradient. That was killer, oh, dude. Gosh. Yeah. So, you know, they that's a brand that makes a ton of different designs and I see some of them and just think to myself like, mm, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. But they they also the thing is they make a bunch of watches but i think they can probably make something for everyone um, oh yeah oh yeah and, and they have some they have some serious you know i think they also manufacture for some people so i think yeah um we were we were kind of walking around and and uh, looking at a bunch of other people 
at the show and saying, oh, that looks like a, that actually looks like a spinnaker or, or an aviate case. That looks like an aviate dial. Yeah. Um, so great, really great to see those watches. Um, can we talk about how watch obsessed Hong Kong is for a minute? Because you brought up Daniel Wellington, and I just remembered that we saw a Daniel <laughs> Wellington boutique, like a, sto- a big store. The, uni- for- the unicorn we never wanted to see in the wild. <laughs> right? And then the two the two Longines boutiques, like back to back, basically one block away from it you can see the sign for both of them at the same time if you stand at the right part of the street that was pretty interesting um i think uh so this is my take just in talking with people who live in hong kong and brand owners who frequent hong kong a lot there's a sense and this might be and someone can correct me if i'm wrong because i'm sure a lot of people are more knowledgeable about this but there's a i think there's a greater sense with a lot of um older and younger asians in general uh the idea of um, not necessarily um, flouting uh, individuality, quote unquote. That sounds really weird. I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. Just like 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 flair, but more the idea of of putting off this vibe of success. And a watch, I feel like, is one of those uh, ways. You know what I mean? We saw a lot of people just wearing watches, wearing nice watches, quote unquote. I, I saw I, I saw a fuck ton of Rolexes. Men, women, dogs, everyone was wearing fucking Rolexes, dude. A Rolex you know I mean? is a, a Rolex is a Casio, pretty much. Incidentally, <laughs> incidentally, <laughs> did see a lot of really cool Casios as well. You know what I mean? Well, I, I also, I also liked to see how the watches moved along, you know, different economic boundaries. So there was, I mean, there was like a, there was a dude at the hotel that helped me get into my room, and you know. He runs the luggage and all that stuff, and he was wearing he was wearing the Casio that we did the uh, that we have the review on on the site with the steel bracelet and stuff. And it just, oh, cool! It looks so awesome on him, you know. Yeah. And then, but the guy downstairs at the desk, he was wearing a, a Panerai. Yep, rocking a Panerai. Noti- one thing I noticed: uh, women love wearing Panerai in Hong Kong. So I was sitting next to two two women on my flight to mm-hmm. um, South Korea. And they were both wearing these like 47, easily 47 millimeter Panerais <laughs> that were just too big for them. Uh, but yeah, I saw I saw a lot of women wearing Panerai, which that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a pretty watch centric town. We need to shout out to the lone the lone ranger the new the new i think just like like one of my new mascots for just when I think about Hong Kong watch culture. Remember the guy wearing that shirt. Oh gosh! What yeah. did it? What did it say? I don't remember what keep, it, it, it was. It, it was something, something around the lines of "keep, keep working, buy a Rolex." Keeps, keep, yeah, keep working, buy a Rolex, or keep saving, buy a Rolex. It was like it was a riff on that whole. Um, yeah, keep calm and carry on. Or keep whatever. calm, carry on. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I it, thought was dead. <laughs> I, I think not. I think a lot of things are dead, but you just keep you keep coming back. Fucking emotaps, dude. <laughs> But yeah, that was that shirt. A huge shout out to you, stranger guy. That's a really cool fun. I think we, I think we even threw it on the feed. I think we threw it as like a story segment on the uh, on the feed. So that was a that was a lot of fun. But it's definitely a watch centric town. It seems like you saw more Panerais than I did. I saw a lot of Rolexes, especially like in yeah. the airport and just like walking around in general. But the one thing that was congruent throughout all of my voyeuristic wrist inclination you know, inclinations was everyone was wearing a watch you know what i mean 
everyone was wearing a watch um we also saw some cool vintage stuff uh which was difficult to get to oh in Kowloon and those little stores yeah there were those little stores um you know it was easy to get so this part of town is kind of um and we can move into watch outs after this but it's sort of they sort of have these mini shopping centers mm-hmm. where you go upstairs or you go downstairs you're basically no windows or connection to the outside world and it's just a maze of these um kind of glass boxes that also double as miniature stores or nail salons a lot of nail so salons it was basically watches and miniature nail salons and one guy running like a travel agency with a phone and a <laughs> desk or something um, but that's where we saw some vintage stuff. Sadly, we couldn't get in because I think one of them was appointment only. And then the other one was run by a guy that yells at children. That was um, incredible. Like, that was hysterical. <laughs> so we were we were going along this maze of little stores and we kept going and coming back, kept going because we we're waiting for these fucking stores to open. Like, nothing opens till like noon. And our dumbasses got there at like 7 a.m. And so um, yeah. when stuff started to open, there was one store that we wanted to look at. And as we're sort of double red sea dwellers, um, (laughs) you know, 5513s, um, great white sea dweller was there also. Uh, Crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, Yeah, Michael, just just if you couldn't tell by that, Michael was very excited to go in. I had no idea, I I didn't know what was happening in the store. I I was aware they had watches, that that was about where my understanding, you know, ended. (laughs) Um, But as we're approaching the store, we see the lights are on and we see a family in front of the store. And it's it's a couple adults and there's one little kid, one little kid, cute, like polo shirt and little flip flops. And it's just just a cute little kid, adorable, (laughs) just like holding his ma's hand. His back is to the store where that we want to go into. And to get into the store, it's like this um, like glass sliding door. And so as we're approaching, the glass sliding door flings open. Like 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 someone's getting ready to just charge out of it. Flings open, and the store owner um, leans out and screams at the kid. Bah! And the kid jumps a mile up, and the mom freaks out. And Michael and I are waiting for like that like like boo cute scary uncle hug to happen like boo yeah. oh yeah i love you good to see you guys. that didn't happen the man was just legitimately screaming at a child for no for no reason that i could that i could and they all ran the away they oh, all yeah, they ran left. they ran away <laughs> they left it was the it was the closest thing you could get to like get the fuck off my lawn you know what i mean like i still can't i think the kid was touching the glass is, is that what we decided on? I can't figure it out. I don't think he was close enough, but even if he was, it wasn't like he was eating fucking jelly and funnel cakes and, like, touching your glass. Like, dude, like, wh- whatever. <laughs> He's a little kid. Don't scream at little kids, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. Don't and touch then... kids. Don't scream at kids. That's what I fucking learned in my life. All right? And then we both, we both kind of looked at each other and said, well, well, we're not going in that store. I'm not going in that. Fuck that guy, dude. You're not so going he yells, in that store. He's yelling at a kid. What is he going to do to us? Yeah, <laughs> Don't even speak the language. Stab me in the neck with his fork. You know what I mean? But It, uh, is, the- it is unfortunate that those areas, which I got really excited about, um, those areas were primarily just a hundred, basically a hundred percent Rolex. Minus the store at the entrance by where you guys got breakfast. That store was cool. Had a lot of fun, like Seikos and Casios and other like like cool like brands we hadn't heard of. Um, yeah. It was definitely monotonous with the Rolexes, with the Rolex eye. You know what I mean? Like I just at was, a certain it was out of hand. At a certain point, I'm like, oh, good, more Rolexes. Like like it was it was it was like being jaded at a strip club. It's like how many how many titties can you see in one night and still be excited <laughs> after the fourth hour? It's like okay, I get it. 
I get it. You know what That's I mean? a long time. That's a long time at a strip club. Well, depends. How, it depends how good the buffet is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. That's the, the, the deciding factor. Um, but there was one store that never opened up that I really wanted to go into, yeah. and you know, you know why I wanted to go into there. Yep. They actually so, had vintage Russian watches. <laughs> such a shame, man. <laughs> and really cool stuff too. Really, um, there was a super clean um Mercator perpetual calendar, a uh, fake perpetual calendar, um. But the the most fascinating thing I saw there that I never thought I would ever see in a retail space, they had a Poljot thirty one thirty three just sitting there, yeah. just sitting in the window. It looked, it looked pretty nice too. <laughs> it looked really clean. The dial looked real. The loom was right. Um, the font uh, style and the character spacing put it to around the same date as my Poljot thirty three thirty one thirty three. So, mm -hmm. like. It, it was it's quote unquote a civilian dial so you know late 70s early 80s uh, mid, mid early to mid 80s um i really wanted to go tinker with the watch have it in my hands possibly activate the chronograph because if it was under like 200 bucks i would have just bought it unless they got or rather if i could haggle and get it <laughs> for under 200 bucks i would have bought it dude but the fucking store never opened up that's fucking typical the one yeah. store my dumbass wants to go to in a fucking school rodeo full of goddamn Rolexes. The one, the the one booth I want to go, one girl I want to dance with. She's blind. She's not. She's not taking any dances. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Figures, uh, right? That was a shame. It was. That it was. Because he also had other. He had um uh like a, like some old Seikos in there too. It looked like. There's a 6306. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, 6306, 6309. I, one of those. Um. I think he had a chrono. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it looked like it looked like one of those. One of the, um, uh, it was a pogue, right? Wasn't it? A pogue? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Man. Um. Yeah, that was a if shame. You, if you're fucking listening, sir, why the fuck don't you open your store to regular goddamn hour? We were there at like 1 p.m. and it still wasn't open. He's have, also too busy yelling at kids, probably. Maybe he's probably the same store owner. <laughs> just, just <that> right. <laughs> it's probably the same guy, and it's more economical for him to yell at children from his main Rolex store. Because it makes yeah. more sense, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but man, I mean, overall, that, yeah, that was in that was in Kowloon. That's where every five steps, a brown man was trying to sell another brown man a cheap suit and a copyright. Hey, brother, hey, my brother, brother, you 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 looking for cheap suit, cheap tailor? No one want a goddamn cheap tailor. I want to wear my stupid Batman shirt and my blue Converse in fucking peace without being <laughs> accosted by one of you goddamn assholes. I couldn't think. I couldn't have a thought. It's the closest I'll ever experiencing I'll experience having a toddler in the house, constantly being bothered and not having the chance to have a proper thought for more than five seconds. You know what I mean? That, that was that was weird. Um super and that weird. Was also on the way to trying to find watchouts, which was a, a nice Yeah, deal. really also, cool to finally go there. In that process, we had difficulty finding a bathroom that had toilet paper. Not just not like that the paper was missing, but these were just bathrooms without dispensers for toilet. <laughs> so there isn't a single piece of paper. I think I think refusable like paper products are just maybe not a thing over there because I had the same experience with toilet paper, but also with like napkins. Like we would go to restaurants and I would get like a bunch of soup dumplings and I'd get like dribble all over my face. And I'm like, oh, good. I have no napkins. I guess I'll just use my fist. To clean my face, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just think maybe they just don't believe in the idea of a... 
which is good. I mean, it's it's you know it 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 prevents you know waste, um, but promotes you know slavishness. Uh, you, you know what I mean? But yeah, that was interesting finding a bathroom supplied with turlet paper. Turlet, I think, is the technical term. You know what I mean? But Watch Outs was incredible. How cool was that little story? A lot of fun. Uh, a lot of you guys told us about them, and um, we made a point. Like, it was one of the few places that Michael and I mentioned by name. We have to go to Watch Outs. Um, yeah. And we went there. Really cool. A lot of really fun Seiko pieces. A lot of really fun Casio pieces. Um, the folks that were working the store at the time, it was a guy and a gal. They were super nice. You know, um, they were cool with yeah. us filming in there. We took some photos. I took some story segments, put them up on the feed. Um, that was the other time I came close to pulling the trigger. Excuse me as I burp into my microphone. It's a, it's a professional show, Michael. Um, that was the <laughs> other time I came very close to pulling the trigger on um, on a watch purchase there. And it was those really cool um, Seiko 5s. They almost look like compression divers, but they're Seiko 5s, so the screws don't... But so the, the crowns don't screw down, you know what I mean? Right. But, um, those things were really cool. There was one in particular, it was on a rubber strap... And it was like um, black and orange, and the orange was orange loom, like it was orange luminescence. And it was like, I think it was like 180 uh, USD when I did the conversion. And if I like haggled down, I could probably get it, I get like a few bucks off. But I was looking at them, and I think I posted a picture, and a few folks kind of sent me some links, and they said, oh, you can get it way more affordable, like here, blah, blah, blah. And, um, but they have really good prices. Their prices I'm, were really good. I almost bought that. Um, that, that, that tuna. SBBN, right? yeah, SBBN 033. Um, but it was more than what I wanted to spend on the trip. However, now that I'm now that I'm looking at pricing online, they still have the best price. It was what, <laughs> like 670 USD when you did the conversion? 7780. 780, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. And yeah, a yeah. lot of people are selling them for, for around 8 eight to nine hundred bucks nice so yeah nice. It's, a, it's a it was a cool little store they have great prices and 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 it was really just fun to be in there i'm happy they were cool with this filming um and just like shooting photos you know in there uh it's i i i i, I do i am upset that i didn't get to or that i just chose not to spend money there because i would have loved to have just patroned that place but um <clears throat> just didn't really fall in love with anything the one watch i did fall in love with and that i didn't pull the trigger on and 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 Bilal was talking to me about this and i do regret uh not taking his advice was that 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 that, that really not popular seiko bottle cap yeah yeah there was that I one th i'm sorry i think terry's got one right terry i think i've seen some he's got one and now he's trying to sell it oh gotcha yeah, so I, I, it's funny. I was talking to him about the why. I didn't realize that that's what the, that was. That was the bottle cap because before I left for Hong Kong, I was talking to him and he was talking about the Seiko bottle cap. And then we were there and I saw it in the window and it was um, it was all it was a black dial. It was all stainless steel, so stainless steel case, stainless steel bezel. Really like interesting. Um, almost looks uh, same kind of profile but different lines as like a tuna almost. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But called yeah. a bottle cap because the the the, the the bezel grooves look like a like a fucking bottle cap, you know what I mean? So I I, I assume that's why people call it bottle. Or they used to open bottles. So if you can use your Seiko diver to open a fucking beer, I think that's immediately the coolest thing ever. You know what I'm You'd saying? You probably do it with a tuna shroud, like the shroud. Oh yeah, just get it, just get it in there, jam and it up. in there. Yeah, there you know. <laughs> that's that's that, that that's 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 the ticket. You know, um, really fell in love with that watch. Um, 
it was uh again it was under 200 usd and uh i think at the time Bilal was with us and i'm like eh, i can i i you know i see it cheaper online blah 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 and then like we left and Bilal was just like you should just lowball them you should just like just like because like they haggle here you should just like said like you know 150 or whatever and like saw what happened and and i regret yeah. i do regret not doing that um but i'll just keep my eyes out here stateside in case a good price ever pops up um and um i'll pick up that watch but but it's funny because now that I'm removed from Hong Kong, I'm not sure if I really liked if I if I'm in love with that watch as much as I was when I was like handling it in person. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely like what you got more than the bottle cap. Your uh, your your Seiko uh, Minnow. What's the reference on that? Uh, it's the SRPC three nine. SRPC three nine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. Maybe it's good they didn't buy it. I don't know. Um, it, it just allowed me to spend more money in Hong Kong Disney, uh, which is how I spent the last two days of my time in Hong Kong with my with my perfect wife. Two days in Hong Kong Disney, fucking incredible. <laughs> nice. The the jam, dude. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of fun. What did I? Uh, I spent. I instead of buying a watch, I bought. Uh, I bought uh, Chip and Dale stuffed animals that are wearing raincoats because there's a Disney parade that they do uh, if it's raining. So if there's like a regularly scheduled parade and it rains and they can't do it, there's a special parade that Disney brings out. Uh, I think it's called like the Rain Day Parade or some shit. And um, it's a parade where all the characters come out and they sing a song about the rain and they're all wearing raincoats. So uh, they have a little stuffed animal version of Chip and Dale wearing raincoats. And I bought that. Very cute. Very cute. Fucking adorable. Exactly what I needed. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, that's how I spent the last two days. I just in Hong Kong Disney. And it was perfect. It was, and, that's, it was, and that's Hong Kong. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much more to talk about. I'm just looking at the time. And I know we're winding down. But there's just, there's just so much more. Um, I wanna, I'm sure we'll talk about <clears throat> Hong Kong more. And the episodes that come up and definitely keep an eye out <clears throat> for the write-ups on the website you know the main one and then all these little like like brand slash experience um highlights but uh as we're winding down before i get to a couple housekeeping items what for you would say what what do you think would be the highest point of the trip and then the lowest point uh the lowest point is definitely the meal i tried to pursue on my own um, because of the smell uh, and disappointment. Which meal was this? This is when I went out at night to try to find dinner oh, at, a, at a place that is explicitly uh, kind of like a vegan chain, and they have you know they're here in they have a couple locations in Seattle and a really good location in Portland. Um, and oh my god, that was <laughs> awful. Probably the worst dining experience I ever had. I remember you were telling me I felt so awful about that. Um, and the high for me, I think, was just really connecting with um, some brand owners. I just, yeah. uh, you know, watches that I didn't care about before. I'm, I'm curious about them now. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at that deep blue Smurf which is a watch that does like should not exist that thing is the colors on that watch are just you know it ain't right <laughs> but, but it's really, oddly attractive I'm, but, I'm, I'm, but i really like it yeah um, so that was that, that was definitely the highest point that, and of that, course you know that boy ain't cool, right <laughs> yeah, buy, buy a cool watch um how about That's, you 
Uh, let me think. Low point for me was probably getting stung by that bee. That was pretty bad. Uh, didn't yeah. anticipate that happening. Um, because I don't. I, that was the first time I ever got stung by a bee. So I was expecting to go into anaphylaxis the second uh-huh. the bee stung me. So I'm like, oh good, this is how I'm gonna I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna die of fucking anaphylactic <laughs> shock and asphyxiation in Hong Kong. Nice. That's not that's not how I pictured it. I pictured it. I pictured it on fire in Disney. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, that was pretty. It, it hurt. It was such. It was such a, a, a concentrated, impactful force on a small little spot. That motherfucker yeah. stung me on my on my right tit, uh, on my on my right pectoral, like two inches below my fucking collarbone. Just fucking. <laughs> it, it just 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 it, the the best part was. So the thing landed on me. I didn't see it, and then it, it's it stuck its its stinger in me. It's fucking disgusting stinger. It stuck it in me, and it just pain. And I try like hitting it off, but so I'm freaking out. So I'm like, I'm like, I, I've turned in my man card. Any sort of, any sort of like fighting spirit I had has just dissipated the second this bee fucking stuck his stinger in my stupid body. You know what I mean? So I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. Um, this was in front of a bakery. The ba- you know the bakery that Becky and I went, but uh, my wife and I went to basically almost every day because they were so kind there. They they knew a little bit of English, just enough to help us get what we wanted, and the, and the, the baked goods were really, really good. And um, they had them right in front of the bakery, and one of the people that was working there saw the whole thing. She saw the whole thing. She saw the bee land on me. She saw it sting me. She saw me freaking out and trying to, like, hit it. And, like, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm recognizing I have to assault this bee back, but I don't want to touch it. So I'm just like, I'm like, ew, ew, and like in pain at the same time. <laughs> and so she's watching and she's laughing. She's laughing at the whole thing. She's an older, older lady. Oh, and man. She just, she just walks up to me laughing. Very, just very, very quickly just swats the bee off of my, off of my fucking tit. It bee hits the ground. She steps on it. She's laughing the whole time. She steps on it and she just goes back to where she was standing before. <laughs> And I'm like, thank you, ladies. And Becky, right? Like, thank you, lady. Can you please take that bee corpse, bake it into a bun, and feed it to its fucking family? Because that shit fucking hurt. All right, fucking this bee stinging the piss out of me. Fucking hurt. So we went back to the hotel, and I took a bunch of like, Becky has like some prescription like antihistamine allergy medication, just in case I, I, just in case I was allergic to bees. Thankfully, I'm not. Um, but like cortisone cream, but like for like 48 hours afterwards. It hurts so much. It's still like, like tender now. Yeah, it's still like weird now. So yeah, that was not fun. That was probably a low point. Ugh, getting stung by the bee, you know. <laughs> I really hope she baked that bee into like a honey bun and like served that bee to its family. Like that would be that would that would really, <laughs> that that would bring me like a very like Jacobean sense of um of satisfaction, you know. Oh, man. Um, high point. Honestly, I mean, not to sound weird or whatever. High point was just seeing you again, dude. Just hanging out and yeah uh, man that was a lot of fun hotel bar um shooting this the, those those videos together uh just two cool dudes talking about the day sitting on a bed you know what i mean um, <laughs> with with the porno curtains in the in the back <laughs> those, those those were like those those were like very like shimmery sateen like sateen curtains you know what yeah. i mean yeah. very ta- very tasteful this is this is like a medium <laughs> budget pornography shoot we're talking about here uh. you know um, so that was a high point. Was honestly just um, just being in the same space again, and and also you know I'll I'll do like a sub high point, meeting brand owners, um, hearing voices, names to faces, really making good good decisions on brands that I really wanted to pursue further, and some that I'm just like, yep, 
I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely really cool. Um, should I start? Should I start rounding out? There's a couple of housekeeping things I need to get to. I don't want to go too over the time. I mean, we're already over the time now, but should I start rounding rounding up? Yeah, let's do it. You want to start with the uh, giveaway status? The giveaway status is that this is probably the most entries we've ever had, we've ever had for a giveaway. So at the time of you guys hearing this episode, the uh, entries for the two book watch knob six thousand follow giveaway will be closed. Thank you so much to everyone that entered. Honestly, I think we had like over 400 people enter, which wow. which for us is a lot. So basically all you had to do to enter was go and subscribe to our YouTube page. Also, just wanted to let people know we will, I believe, start doing our um, TBWS Coffee Break live streams every Wednesday on YouTube. So if you if you were watching them on Instagram or if you don't have an Instagram and you've wanted to watch them, you can now check them out on YouTube and we'll, we'll be trying to give everyone proper notice um, when those happen, you know, like a day before, I think, uh, a day or before, but um, what the hell is it talking about? The 6,000 follower giveaway, uh, we're giving away the um, uh, Orient Mako 2, courtesy of Tritium Balls, the giveaway, it's a great name, the giveaway is possible only because of, of his um, incredible generosity, so we should all thank him and follow him and, and like his photographs, because the guy takes killer, uh, killer photos. Um, of watches, just to clarify, he doesn't like take photos of like, like kids, he takes photos of, of you know... <laughs> Of watches. I think watches. I think it's important to clarify sometimes because you you don't know. It's like, oh, he takes great photos of, of what corpses? Like like what? What is <laughs> what is? You could take a photo of anything, you know. So good 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 photographer. Really 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 good. Um, uh, it's been really helpful and just kind of helping me with like this advice for my own my own photography crummy photography skills. But um, entries are closed. They've been open for three weeks. We'll be announcing the winner this week. Um, I think we'll probably probably be doing it on YouTube. Um, just to keep it all on there, you know, maybe we'll do like, um, we might, you know, maybe we'll announce it on the, on the live stream, on the live stream, we'll announce the winner and then we'll like directly, you know, reach out to them and, um, you know, give away the Orion Mako. Also keep an eye out for the Orion Mako 2 review that will be going up, um, as well. Um, it's really cool. It's like a Pepsi dial or Pepsi bezel, uh, blue dial. No, it's all blue. It's all blue. Let me, I, I have it right here. So let me just all blue. jammer. Yeah. It's all blue. It's all, I'm looking at it right now. It's all blue. Uh, also, um, huge thank you to everyone who made Hong Kong possible. I'm talking to people who, people like Tritium Balls who either, um, donated, you know, a watch or, or offered advice or offered support or directly supported, uh, two book watch knobs through the, um, through our Patreon page. Um, you know, uh, it's patreon.com slash two book watch knobs. If it weren't for you guys in any capacity supporting the show with information, with um, patron with, with patron contributions or with watches, if it weren't for you guys, we would not have been able to go to Hong Kong yeah. and just have that incredible experience that we can now start sharing with, with you guys. If it weren't for you guys, I wouldn't have gotten the piss stung out of me by that fucking bee. I really hope that lady baked that bee into a fucking roll or something, dude. Like, like I'll be really upset if, he, if like, the rain just washed his corpse away. Like, I, I in need... <laughs> Vengeance. Oh, All right. Man. Really hurt. I was not expecting to start Disney getting stung in the tit by a fucking bee, man. It really hurt. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, if if you're interested in contributing to the show at all, or if you have any questions, go and check out our Patreon page, patreoncom slash 2 I kind of break down um, how uh, contributions are used 
for very specific stuff and then stuff that's just like you know growth goals if there's something on there that's not covered and you have some questions about how your um, contributions will be used please totally feel free to reach out um, hit us up on instagram or youtube or facebook or email us directly at tbws sorry tbws.contact at gmail.com again it's tbws.contact at gmail.com I'm happy to just kind of offer any clarity that uh, that Patreon doesn't offer. Also, another good reason to go to Patreon is because we have episodes there. We do our sister show there, uh, the Two Rogue Watch Knobs Patreon specials. Not very creative name, but, you know, we weren't feeling very creative at the time. Uh, yeah. I think we're four episodes in, and we're going to be doing those um, more and more. So go and check those out. But, yeah, I'm really sad that we're ending now because there's so much more I wanted to talk about with Hong Kong, but really interested and excited to hear everyone's thoughts and opinions on this episode and um, just on on something we might not have covered with Hong Kong or something maybe we posted a photo of that you have questions about. I'm sure we'll be talking about this more, um, especially on the live stream, but really excited to hear from you guys. Um, am I missing anything, bro? No, I'm super excited to hear um, feedback from the listeners. Um see if uh actually see if anyone has shared similar experiences in hong kong because uh i know people were kind of hong kong experts that were uh you know getting in touch with us so it'd be fun to see if we were in the same spots or uh, yeah if we have any advice for next time <laughs> yeah definitely definitely plan on going again uh my wife and i are talking about that we would love to go again but i think for the next big trip we would definitely have our sights set on um Japan somehow making it a very uh, Seiko um, and like Orient citizen focused <clears throat> highlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I I think I think that's it. Is that? Am I forgetting anything? I always feel like I'm forgetting something. We're we're so over the normal time slot. I'm so sorry. We got it. We got it. I think we can. Uh, I think we can say bye. Okay. Do you want to? We can let them go. We can, we'll <laughs> let you guys go. Uh, uh, Mike, you start, and then I'll. I'd, I'd like to close with a quote. Thanks for listening, everyone. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz. Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head, except. And I think this is where, where Jesus might have been mistaken. Except, two book watch knobs listeners, you'll always have a home here on the Two Book Watch Knobs podcast. Stay tuned for next week. Excited to hear from you guys. Later.